Are you struggling to interpret user feedback and turn it into features people actually want? Today's guest is Thomas Blutney, CEO of DeskTime, a time tracking SaaS for Teams. Most of their features have been inspired by user feedback and Toms shares with us his framework to collect, interpret, and validate user feedback and ship new features. Welcome back to the Product Stories Podcast hosted by Victor Peralnik. This podcast helps founders like yourself to find leaner ways to build successful SaaS products. Tom's welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Glad to be on the show. Yeah, my pleasure. So you you work at DeskTime, right? Um, what does that do uh, in specific, and how how did you end up uh, at this wonderful company? Yeah, DeskTime is a time tracking and uh, productivity tool basically started for our own company which is it was in need of time tracking that people can easily understand how much time they spend during the working hours uh, what time they come to see what time they can go go home and and, and stuff like that so basically to manage their own day and they shouldn't uh, type uh, on the paper how much they have worked on uh, during the day, on which projects, on which tasks and stuff like that. So we needed something for ourselves. And uh, now we have uh, 10 years later when we are uh, selling this for all the businesses all around the world and offering this nice tool so everyone can manage better their time follow the progresses and uh, keep an eye of productive, healthy, effective uh, work uh, work day for ourselves. Do you have like a specific target group? Because obviously it's not the only time tracker out there, but you must be doing something really right for, for a specific uh, group of people. Yeah, that's uh, one of the hottest topics at the moment in our business, in our company, that we're um, trying to shift uh, the business uh, to a smaller group of the audience because uh, previous like first five years was uh, pretty intensive of building and and keeping the product uh, live for customers but still making several versions of it uh, to to make it uh, better working and now the last uh, five years uh, when i joined the company I started to work with the last version of it and we are now building the business and now and we we needed uh, a much more businesses customers to use the tool so we can see uh, how it really works and, and benefits people and, and, and businesses and last two years was the COVID-19 years which was uh, actually good for our business because uh, people now our businesses understood that they really need a tool to understand what's happening in the businesses what's happening with uh, people uh, that employees themselves can follow how much they work and how long they work and uh, to make the better work-life balance because working from home really can take you in all day working and then forgetting about the family and, and stuff so this is something where time tracking comes in and helps to manage time and shows when you have finished the work and, and your effectiveness is, is uh, like going in overtime. So you need really to, to finish if, if you're not meant to work overtime today, but if it's a regular work day. So yeah, now this is the time we need to shift the business and see 
to make it more specific for some user groups for businesses that uh, really is uh, coming for uh, for our tool for our features uh, because you are true there are a huge list of the tools similar to DeskTime and I, I want to say similar because uh, in one way we, we can uh, read a list of features this is oh this is all the same but now if we see how it works actually and what, what's the details uh, of all product then they're totally different of course and um, yeah now we are shifting the business from this uh, year starting, uh, going more deeper in our users and uh, going uh, to understand our users and businesses who use Deskcam to solve their problems and uh, make better product from for this specific uh, user base. Cool, that's actually very interesting. So it, did I get that right that the business is almost Oh, this tool is almost 10 years old because 10 years ago you decided to build that tool internally basically to serve your needs and then it was turned into a product but then the company hired you to essentially really spin it off and, and turn it into its own business is that correct yeah basically it's correct because we did for ourselves we tried, we built it, and then there was first version, second version, third version, and then when the third version was done, then the hiring in the product uh, started. It, somehow it's, yeah, it started with, uh, with uh, project management, uh, which uh, I was starting doing all the things with, uh, starting from IT project management, finishing up with the customer satisfactions and uh, customer management. And then, yeah, we have grown uh, in these last five, six years, uh, like six, seven times now. And now uh, we're like a stable, still small company, uh, but stable and uh, with all the departments and uh, doing their job. And yeah, now we feel that we can really shift the business and go deeper in the, in the business and in, uh, in competition. Cool. That's interesting because I think there's a lot of people out there who uh, scratch their own itch, do something within their existing business and, and wish to turn that possibly into a SaaS product. So that's really interesting. And then I assume that that was really bootstrapped on the side from within that existing business, right? Or did you ever take on funding? Hiring a perfect team isn't a piece of cake, is it? To find a good candidate, you need to post a job on multiple job boards, review like 100 CVs, conduct at least a dozen initial interviews to make sure there's at least a single specialist you would like to hire. But with Superb Hire by TrustShore, you can forget about all of the hiring headache. Find, meet, and hire skilled and dedicated assistants ready to take over marketing, sales, administrative, customer support, data entry, or other tasks, contribute to your business growth, and help you reach your goals. Superb Hire takes care of the entire recruitment process. You just have to show up for the final interview. Visit superbhire.com and book a free, no-commitment call to learn more. It's superbhire.com. We have a fully bootstrap business and uh, we are lucky that we have, uh, for the, our business owners, have other businesses uh, that were successful in the beginning and then they uh, just made the money out of those businesses and invested further and further ideas and 
in the beginning maybe was meant for internal tool but as we all know uh, or maybe a lot of people know already the story about slack how it just started for internal need for communication through people who are developing the games then uh, that time was a very very similar story that uh, we needed our tool for ourselves for other businesses but then we realized that now there there can be developer and um, customer success manager and IT project manager who can take further and try to sell this and uh, make it in this house business uh, for the tool. And what does your team setup look like today? I understand that this has really grown, right? Maybe out of interest, what were like the first roles that were hired? I assume that's kind of product, right? Development. And But what does the team really look like today? How did that evolve? Yeah, you're correct. So we had, we had uh, one very um, experienced uh, developer, which is now uh, ten, le- 10 years later, he's a CTO. And uh, then, yes, the initial, the first uh, was a co-founder and our current CEO, Artis Rosenthal, uh, uh, who was making the product in the first years. And then uh, I joined, as, a, as I told, as an IT project manager, as a customer project manager, and was uh, doing all the necessary stuff as, uh, in, in, as in a startups uh, usually do. And then uh, the next one, like next roles was uh, developers, of course. Uh, we were growing, uh, but the same side, uh, the customer side, the customer project managers, customer um, success was growing as well. And then as of today, our largest team is the developer development team, which is with uh, quality assurance specialists, developers uh, mostly of course and then we have two IT project managers and uh, then the, the it goes along but we have divided the product team business product and businesses together and the development is, is separate and then we have uh, in each other of teams like marketing support success sales UI UAX uh, has each of three people so somehow three people of each of the core teams uh, and development is, is 10 people in a team and then uh, a bunch of uh, outsourced uh, agencies for less or, or project-based uh, works that we use monthly, basically. So that's the setup at the moment. That's not actually that small at all. I, I think this is, a, you know, as you mentioned, a very stable and, and, and already validated business for sure. Interestingly, since you've just mentioned that, you have a core development team, but you say you, you outsource project-based to agencies. What we see a lot of people use agencies or other resources very differently. So it would be interesting to understand what your decision matrix is. Like, what do you outsource specifically? At the moment, uh, actually, we have stick with marketing-sided uh, agencies which is uh, content, SEO, paid advertising, and, and uh, yeah, video, and, and uh, if needed. This is uh, what we do month-to-month from agencies. But we have tried, when the product was growing, we have tried, of course, development, outsource development. We have tried uh, also the UX from the outsource uh, to try to make product onboarding and stuff. But uh, somehow we have pretty quickly 
understood that we need that in a team inside the building. So, and you you actually work within an uh, one office, right? You're not distributed, not remote. First, you're within an office mostly. No, no, yeah, of course, no. We have uh, like the hybrid workspace and stuff like that. But like, I mean, in the yeah, that we needed full time people, and this is what we have hired. And uh, the agencies are like uh, twenty to fifty percent of the hours uh, spent monthly. Thank you for that, for going in into that one. I think that's super helpful. And um, now to maybe move more towards our our main topic, which is, and I, I think, super relevant because. At first, right, you built your own tool for yourself, so you literally had to deal with yourself. You knew what you wanted, you you built it, right? But obviously, once you va- want to validate or or actually market that, you need to become more customer centric, listen more to your customers. Uh, and maybe a g- great question here. I'm not sure if you if you know that because I'm not sure when you joined specifically. But do you know if there was like a a vision on what to do better? Like, hey, we really do time tracking better like this? Or was it more, yes, scratch your own itch, and then, well, we need to find that vision. Is that maybe also, and I think another follow-up question on that, do you think that companies who scratch their own itch might have a vision problem because they didn't start with the vision, but rather with their own set of problems? That'd be super interesting to elaborate. I guess from best times experience, uh, I can say that uh, it is more a strategic uh, side or, or maybe um, experience side why companies don't try to get into the details of customers uh, right away, but uh, trying to, as you say, scratch the itch. So I think uh, there are two ways and best time did it in purpose to go the product and make the product as it was uh, decided in the beginning. And then, yes, after we have created the product we knew we want to create, we saw the, we saw the problem and it was selling good in the first years. So now we see that actually competitors are growing as well of course and uh, everything is growing and businesses are growing and the pandemic hit and now it's uh, the competitors working hard seeing that there is a lot of business as well now we need to think more customer centric and this just comes within the time that we understand that really this is the it should be a key and I I can't tell the desktop side while we haven't uh, tried that Hopefully, it will be positive, and uh, will if we go the strategic side from the book and see. I hope it will work as it's uh, it should work. Then yes, then um, more. I would say it's a strategic side. Why businesses or people in the teams don't go straight away from 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 that strategic side. Now let's let's see how how you are actually getting that user feedback, uh, what are your sources to gather, you know, feedback data, quantitative and qualitative from users? The quantitative, uh, we try to get the feedback as much as possible. We, of course, uh, we have set up for automated emails for uh, satisfaction rates. Also, we are emailing also in the product. We try to get uh, when, when our customer success or support teams are in the live chats, 
they tried in the end when the problem is solved and everything is fine they try to get the final feedback and, and, and to understand where is the customer and what's the problem and uh, what are the next steps and what's the view from the customer and then we try to analyze that all putting together of course we try to go from the feature side as well we try to gather the feature requests the needed things and that works well as well from the email emails that they plain text answer or they fill the surveys or they uh, we have a feature request page on our website that they can upvote and add new features uh, feature requests so this works fine but uh, that what we needed uh, is the summary and then go to quality interviews with the customers which is not so easy to get the customers on, on interviews and maybe at the moment at this point the problem is that we have many industries uh, that are using Descam and we are still trying to specify our top industries that we know we need we want to focus on and um, yeah we'll see we are in the process so that's why i can't uh, tell you exact outcome at the moment but when the process will finish about uh, industries and and uh, we'll see how the interviews go and if we will be able to go the industry specific business side uh, and, and shift the business uh, for, for some specific needs. But the, the key thing, yes, you need to get and gather feedback. You need uh, specific things to gather. The best way is if there is users that can give you a usability suggestions, that's great. And we love those users who can give specific things that's much easier to talk in the, in, in the interviews as well. Yeah, it probably depends on what kind of type of business or system you have, how to get that feedback from users. Maybe five years ago or 10 years ago, it was much, much easier. At the moment when the days are full with uh, entertainment and everything and the questionnaires and surveys and, and the information is, is uh, coming in all the time, your emails are lost, your uh, browser notifications or something are lost and unreaded. So it's a really hard time we're living to, to get the user feedback. So that's why we also, of course, participate user testings from the outsourced uh, companies that are not our users, but we try to validate and uh, get uh, user tests out, outsourced using the different type of tools that have users who test and give feedback for us. That's super interesting. So um, obviously the, the first step is some sort of trigger, right? Whether that's a feature request or some sort of feedback during customer support, you need to find the trigger to understand, hey, there's something that we need to either improve or build or whatnot. And the second stage, as much as possible, even though, you know, it's it's tricky to get users to to talk to you, but the second stage is then deepening that, right? Learning more about that, interviewing people, maybe hire an outside uh, firm to do the customer interviews or uh, user testing. I'm not sure what your 
price point is of your SaaS solution, but do you think there's a correlation between the pricing and how much interaction you can possibly have with your, with your, because obviously when you have an enterprise contract for thousands of dollars, then obviously even before signing, you will have even a lot of touch points with the client in a direct line, possibly. Although, I don't know, maybe I'm just uh, exaggerating the grass is greener somewhere else and uh, they, you know, you can't reach anybody post-signing anyway or pre-even, so I don't know. But do you think there's maybe that correlation? Yeah, that's an interesting topic that uh, actually I think we haven't really discussed as much as uh, we would do in, in the future because, uh, yeah, we haven't talked uh, in, in, in such side although our users mostly are small account users uh, up to 100 user accounts uh, businesses like the small small businesses is our top uh, clients but that's already not not so little that's quite a few accounts already like even you know going 20 plus yeah 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 so I, I can't compare with uh, what what would be the difference uh, right now with uh, larger accounts like enterprise accounts you mentioned. So it's it's hard to compare at the moment. Sure. Do you also gather any quantitative data from like on-site tracking or usage statistics or anything like that? Yeah, of course. Uh, we use uh, tools for, for tracking. Like uh, actually before we, we used uh, the Hotjar. At the moment we have switched to Microsoft Clarity, which seems uh, to be a little more detailed. Uh, so this is where uh, the UX uh, hours goes and, and, and spend time. Now, of course, a lot of uh, Google Analytics events and uh, data of, of usage and uh, where, where what's been uh, useful. But uh, that's something we, we do weekly. We compare, but that's uh, what we have done in the past years is more about creating new features than this uh, doesn't go along anymore. But at the moment when we are more focusing on the business setup for specific industries and stuff like that, then this will be definitely more uh, time we will spend on looking how the product being used through different tools uh, in a different way than we have we have done in the, in the previous years. All right, cool. So you have some sort of data point that launches you into an act investigation. You have some more information about what to possibly build, how to do it, what problem it solves for the client. How do you decide then what to build and in which order? Basically, how do you guys prioritize? Yeah, that's also a good question. And probably uh, we have um, gone through all the options. Uh, the, the first option is that we we just uh, know, know what we want and where we should move uh, our vision then we that's the fastest decision what we have made make and uh, don't any don't need any approvals then the next one when we introduce those uh, feature requests and stuff like other options uh, that users can add then this already says a lot of things when we see that the top requested feature in our case like for example a few years ago was a screenshot option so then the users just uh, needed uh, automatic screenshot solution and that was like upvoted in enormous uh, results and uh, 
there is no need for verification there is just uh, if we go in this business side or we we don't go because at the moment we have several feature requests that we see that we it's just it's it's too much from our tool we are not uh, going uh, so deep in uh, monitoring or, or spying which is requested from the users from specific regions but that's not the business model we want to do. We, we want to more focus on effective, productive uh, work-life balance, and, uh, but not as deep as spying. And the best option how to measure what to do is voting uh, or sorting user uh, feature requests so we know what is the user sort. And uh, if we are 100% user-centric, we go by, by this uh, list and uh, don't think more if we have enough data of uh, how users have sorted our uh, requests, what's, being, what's needed next uh, from which industry. This is super, super challenging, I suppose, because when you have a large user base, specifically that part, like request a feature or maybe not large, I don't know how large that is in comparison to, to the entire user base, but there is a significant portion of users that request these, these screenshots being made. And then you need to make that decision, do we do that, right? Is it our core values? Is it our, our vision? I assume that's really hard to, to make that decision and to be knowing that that will discourage these types of users to use your product. It, was that a tough decision to make? Well, at that time, it was a um, quite easy decision because we were a young company and we needed users and we were ready to do things just to go deeper in the, in the business. And, uh, but at this time, it's not as easy anymore because now we need to think more strategic. We need to think about our, how we are positioned uh, in the world in the market, uh, what are our uh, benefits, what are our communication. So definitely it's much, much harder now to decide uh, about some strategic features uh, to do or not to do. And even if we do things, then there is, uh, and we decide that yes, there will be a lot of communication and we can do that, then still it's quite hard. Like the explanation, the communication, the marketing, is a lot of uh, a lot of work for our marketing team to get it all right out and uh, to introduce correctly and educate people about uh, the feature, how to use it, and uh, how to not use it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because you you really need to be super clear about your positioning, right? To be the right tool for the right person, build a feature too much and. The, the other feature might just go unnoticed that's actually more important. And so I, I see how much of a struggle that is. Do you build any custom features specifically for larger clients? Has that request happened? I think that's also along these lines. We have some examples, but we have few large enterprise clients that have, have requested those features. And uh, that also wasn't an uh, easy decision but uh, yes, we, we do that. We take care of uh, enterprise clients as well. And still, 
we try to allocate with the product itself, with the business and, and the strategy that we have uh, taken. And I'm lucky to tell that mostly those uh, features or those uh, individual things that we need to build are something that goes along with the product that is not some total custom thing uh, that is requested and, and I'm thankful for that uh, at the moment and uh, it's definitely hard for those who know that there is uh, one or two big clients who want something that you will never want it to publish uh, for, for uh, customers. So yes, we, we have that experience as well and, and we have good experience and we have bad experience. That's interesting. What what's the bet? Because it sounds that 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 was like a dream basically come true. Because an enterprise client requests something that is actually usable for everybody, which is like what they usually never are. And what's the bad experience that you had? Or and did did you charge that client for it, or was that just developed for everybody? Yeah. So the bad experience comes with uh, additional charges where we are not hundred uh, percent sure that uh, we will offer or will. Uh, will offer that feature so we that all the business talks and agreements goes with that custom for for those enterprise clients or one client and uh, the bad side goes with uh, experience when our team was uh, least experienced the cases are such building a Feature, great. Uh, getting things done, great. Uh, selling to that enterprise client and finish the contract, failed. And somehow it's possible to fail even when you are 100% agreed on everything, all done, and then time is wasted, money has spent, but uh, no contract in the end. And that uh, we have learned a lot from that. And uh, probably, yeah, you can avoid that from listening other experiences, reading materials, but we weren't uh, from those who did that. So and that's, that's a real bummer. Side. Yeah. Uh, sorry for that. Do you have any specific example of, of now going back to just normal user feedback, not enterprise clients? Do you have any specific examples of features that really were born in the minds of clients and made it through that process of yours? Yeah, we have uh, like the, we can take also our one of the latest features uh, where we now for our hybrid teams, for our hybrid businesses who use desk time, offer option to book a desk or meeting room in the office. Uh, our own uh, team uses desk time booking as well because we, we don't go to office uh, every day for a long time. Actually, we didn't have uh, desks for ourselves. Uh, so we needed though, that feature for ourselves as well. So we prepare for going to the office and we book a desk. We know where we will sit and that we have guaranteed desk. And uh, that was one of the requests from the clients as well. And uh, there was, yeah, that went through together with our vision with everything and we were yes okay we are doing we 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 want to do that we did all the planning everything um, in a fast pace and uh, i i don't want to say that we forgot but we just thought that it's so super simple that we we just build a feature and we offer for customers, that's great. Everyone, uh, all the hybrid teams now in the world will come back to the offices in 2022. Uh, everyone will need that. And uh, yes, it is needed. 
but the way how it looks, how it, how is the usability? That's totally different thing from from the technical or or even uh, user guidelines how it should work and uh, in in being short in the feedback the features are great customers love the features but customers don't love the how you can do the things because uh, where we didn't think about uh, cutting the steps to the final finish uh, of the feature usage customers uh, now telling us how we can make it better for them what are the things in their teams how would they like to use it so now we are in the phrase two where are we um, making improvements to the feature and now listening to our customers uh, how they want to use and uh, will be much smarter in the future where uh, we now already creating planning and uh, making prototypes for our next features we are now introducing to our customers right away not only after the feature is finished we will now listen and see which things to change before it is developed and that saves actually tons of times tons of uh, energy of thinking how better there is just a customer feedback which tells you how they want to use it the only thing you need to know is uh, if this is the right customer you're asking the information uh, or the feedback so that's the, that's the thing that uh, I really suggest for each of the businesses to understand what is your customer and then uh, ask the feedback for from, from those customer groups industries or, or segments that uh, that are using your tool yes that's 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 the experience that we needed much faster to understand and uh, get our customer on a paper because as I mentioned in the beginning everyone is a customer and it's still gonna be and everyone uh, can be this kind of customer but we know that mostly and uh, our users are from industries ABC and uh, that they are working with such problems like uh, those and we know that we want to mostly work with those customers and get the feedback from them. And if we can solve the problem of any other industry or business, great. Uh, we are happy to onboard uh, anyone on, on uh, Get as a user. I've just spoken to a company. They, um, you know, fast growing startup, right? Classic. Uh, before the pandemic, they had, I think, 15 people, or fast growing is relative, but they had 15 people, had an office for 15 people before the pandemic, you know, come the pandemic, they all went home, of course, company grew to 50 people. And now, now their office is obviously way too small. And they've introduced that they don't want to change it. They don't want to expand. They want to introduce the hybrid working mode. But th that's exactly the challenge that you're speaking of. And so this is super interesting. I think a, a, a good observation and that obviously goes alongside of like, who's our customer? Who has this specific type of problem, right? And that's, that's, that's very fascinating. Good. That's cool. Um, so you've now implemented that feature of, of booking uh, tables at the office, right? Turning your office into a co-working space, so to speak. How do you then track maybe usage or retention? You've said you, you speak to customers because you now make improvements to that feature. Are you 
planning any other forms of feedback on on that as well well at the moment uh, as uh, we need to stick to our current forms of feedback and we need to like be 100% sure that this is working and uh, while data is enough uh, and the limitations of the teams uh, as well of course of the people of the resources that we have don't allow to add any other uh, options or forms of feedback. So we will definitely continue asking survey questions, asking NPS uh, scores and uh, gathering feedback about the specific uh, function and we'll get the data, analyze those and talk in interviews with our uh, specific customers who are using that feature, who are uh, known how it should work or with the problem that uh, they have, if they have the problem uh, and they need to book a room or a table or, or something, then uh, this is the customer we want to speak and that get more detailed information to hear uh, what are some additional problems that they're facing that we haven't uh, provided or thought about. So this is our next steps regarding that feature and yeah, going along. The desk time is the, the, I don't know if, if, if that's a problem, but that's more work for that because desk time has a bunch of features. It's not, uh, if we would go for simple time tracking, then we would all work on time tracking at all. But as uh, desk time has, um, we call it features, but it could be a different product as well several different products starting from uh, the time tracking is the first one and the majority why why people or businesses find us but we have a lot of hr features we have project management we have now the booking uh, option we have uh, tools that can uh, automatically create invoices uh, and, and send to customers and clients and uh, so we have all those features that we need to work on a daily basis and uh, the resources are not enough for everything. So we try to divide everything and we need to uh, manage that side as well, not only thinking about uh, the feedback form or way, how do we get so. So the primary focus on feedback is to get it more automated before we uh, reach out to interviews. And that's, that's why the surveys from different tools, emails uh, are working fine now. I think very good and then gives us uh, a lot of information about customers uh, who are responding to those surveys. This has been super insightful. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. This was a deep dive into your business and how you guys work. Um, so thanks also for being so open. This is this is really interesting. Where can people learn more about you, but also your product? Yeah, we are, we are trying to be everywhere. So uh, definitely follow us uh, on uh, Facebook. Uh, we are sharing on Twitter. We are sharing the information. Twitter users like on LinkedIn. We are sharing uh, really good content as well. Our blog. We are writing about different topics uh, that are related. And of course, if you want to try out the product yourself or your team, then uh, desktime.com. Uh, sign up for free trial. Try it out and uh, send some uh, reviews and feedback. Uh, how are you going in the first few weeks? Perfect. Thanks for, for joining. Good luck uh, finding 
a deeper segment, a customer segment. Um, I wish you all the best with that and uh, happy growing for, for desk time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This show is brought to you by TrustShoring, your friendly concierge to find reliable and tested software developers from Eastern Europe. We recruit full-time developers, match you to an experienced software house that's ideal for your requirements, or recommend a reliable freelancer for smaller projects. But most importantly, you benefit from our experience of developing software remotely for almost 10 years. We give you one-on-one guidance all the way so you're never lost. Stop the tedious hiring or vetting process and get matched to reliable talent. Sign up for a free consulting call with one of our experts today. Go to trustshoring.com.